Welcome to Hymn Stories, a podcast about how our songs of the faith came to be and how they have encouraged, comforted, and strengthened believers like you and me. Hymn Stories is a part of the Media Gratier Podcast Network. My name is Ryan Bush. Christ leads me through no darker rooms than he went through before, and he that in God's kingdom comes must enter by this door. Richard Baxter was born at Roughton in Shropshire, England on November 12, 1615. He was converted at the age of 15 by reading an old torn book that a poor man lent to his father. Also, Sibs, the bruised reed, assisted Baxter in his conversion. He later said, Without any means but books, was God pleased to resolve me for himself. Baxter was an exemplary shepherd of the flock over which God placed him. He also proved himself to be among the poets of England. In Baxter's hymns, we see both his efforts to pay careful attention to the flock as well as the working of God in his own soul. His hymns, though written nearly 400 years ago, continue to minister to God's people. These hymns, of course, aren't his only enduring legacy. He was prolific, and his body of written works continue to aid pastors and upbuild the church. Baxter suffered from a frail bodily frame much of his life, and it often seemed a wonder that his life extended year after year. He once said, Weakness and pain helped me to study how to die. That set me to study how to live. Toward the end of his life, when his infirmities increased, the intensity of pain sometimes compelled him to pray for death to come swiftly. But then he would check himself immediately and say, It is not for me to prescribe when thou wilt, what thou wilt, or how thou wilt. Half a century later, Isaac Watts recalled Baxter's words, and he said, It is good to say, as did Mr. Baxter, what, when, and where God pleases. Part of what makes Baxter's hymns so powerful and worthy of our consideration is the fact that his hymns sprung not only from a heart that cherished Christ, but were pinned by a hand that kept steady on the plow. Baxter wasn't a hymn writer. He was a pastor. His hymn writing was unto the Lord for the good of the church. One of Baxter's hymns is Christ Leads Me Through No Darker Rooms. It's a simple four stanza common meter hymn that speaks to the comfort Christians have in the midst of valleys of the shadow, knowing that Christ trod there first. He wrote this hymn both because those under his care needed this reminder but also because he himself had a few dark rooms through which to pass. In terms of fruit, Baxter's ministry in Kidderminster was successful. Baxter toiled there faithfully until in every house within his pastorate there was daily the all but ceaseless voice of psalms and hymns. What a joyous thought, this faithful, humble, weak pastor being compassed about with songs of deliverance sung by those for whom he was laboring so tirelessly. He told the people that he came with his heart stirred up to speak to sinners with some compassion as a dying man to dying men. This sentiment characterized Baxter's ministry throughout his life. Even when he was nearly 80 years of age, 
he still staggered up the pulpit steps to proclaim the gospel. A gentleman who had heard him preach in his later years said that when Baxter ascended the pulpit with a man following him to prevent his falling backward and also to support him, if needful, in the pulpit, many a person would be ready to say Baxter was more fit for the coffin than for the pulpit. Richard Baxter's ministry was not marked only by the joy of fruitfulness in his field of service, but also by faithfulness in the midst of persecution. In May of 1662, the King of England set his seal of approval on the Act of Conformity, which obligated all clergy in the Church of England to declare full assent and submission to all things in the Book of Common Prayer. Baxter was among 2,000 godly ministers who faced poverty and persecution for conscience's sake. Next, the Conventicle Act, as well as the Five Mile Act, were passed as an effort to further box in dissenters. These acts pushed nonconformists into further legal jeopardy unless they obeyed the designs of the Church of England. Although Baxter submitted to the law so far as he was able without violating his conscience, it wasn't long before a warrant was issued for his arrest, and he was incarcerated for six months in Clerkenwell Prison. Five years later, he was arrested again for preaching. His goods were taken from him and sold, even to the bed that he lay sick on. He was summoned, and he appeared for his trial before the notorious Jeffreys. Baxter's case furnished the judge an opportunity to give vent to his coarse vulgarity and hatred for Baxter and all nonconformists. He emptied the vials of his wrath upon the head of this innocent old man. After calling him a rogue, rascal, blockhead, an unthankful villain, and other vile epithets, Baxter ventured to put in a word of explanation. Jeffries cut him off, and he roared, Richard! Richard! Dost thou think we will hear thee poison the court? Richard, thou art an old fellow, an old knave. Thou hast written books enough to load a cart, every one as full of sedition, I might say treason, as an egg is full of meat. Hadst thou been whipped out of the trade forty years ago, it had been happy. Come, what do you say for yourself, you old knave? Come, speak up. To this shameful tirade, Baxter meekly replied, These things will be understood someday. And lifting up his eyes to heaven, he added, I am not concerned to answer such stuff, but I am ready to produce my writings for refutation of all this, and my life and conversation are known to many in this nation. Baxter was found guilty and confined for two years in the dark cells of a prison. Yet, in all this, Baxter rejoiced in and rested upon the sovereignty and goodness of his God. Those who know this world is not their home are not troubled when temporary comforts are taken away. Those who treasure the gospel and love Christ know that Christ leads them through no darker rooms than he went through before. And he that in God's kingdom comes must enter by this door. In John 16.33, we read the words of Christ to his disciples. I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but 
take heart, I have overcome the world. In his paraphrase of the New Testament, Baxter wrote this about John 16.33, I have told you what is to befall you hereafter, that though you will be grieved at my departure, you may fetch your peace and joy from the assurance of what I will do for you after my resurrection. You shall have tribulation to the flesh in the world, but let not that dismay you. But take comfort in me, who have overcome the world, even its flattering temptations and its malicious prosecutions. And my victory is virtually yours, who shall overcome by my intercession, spirit, and grace. Christ leads me through no darker rooms than he went through before. And he that in God's kingdom comes must enter by this door. Thank you for joining me in this episode of Hymn Stories. May the Lord bless you and keep you as you sing and make melody in your heart to Him.